jingle your bells and dick your halls trees. It's your boy, Chris. I can't. <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy Holly holidays. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, you missed the opportunity. <laughs> and I'm the family size snack y'all need. Trent. <laughs> And this is another episode of Mask for Mask. <laughs> All right, everybody, or should I say y'all? Y'all in the mood. I don't know any other country slang yeah, for yeah. that. Y'all better be ready. I, it sounds rapper. I can't do like, it. Like, giddy up and grab your britches. <laughs> we shouldn't do Southern accent. We are we should, Oh my gosh, we should, we should talk in a Southern accent. Get ready, y'all, because this episode of that's <laughs> gonna be real gay, but real good. <laughs> I can't with this accent. Uh, okay, in this episode, we are talking with our good friend Blake, mm-hmm. who is one of the most charming, endearing, inspiring, beautiful, yes, like, very handsome. All positive adjectives coming out of me right now. Country boy. Oh my gosh, he's incredible. So he's bl- also gay. I don't know if we ever mentioned that. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> gay as they come. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he mentioned it. So we did a cute little interview with him over Skype. He called in for it. Uh, we're still learning audio. So if someone in Salt Lake would like to help your favorite <laughs> podcasters we're, out, our your best playful yet serious podcasters. <laughs> Thank you, DM City Weekly. Yeah, DM us because we need some help. Yes, exactly. But we're also fine with it, too. Um, Um, So, yeah, we're talking with him. Uh, We've got some really cool topics we cover. We talk about country music. Being gay. We talk about sobriety and religion and spirituality. It's a pretty loaded... It's a... It's a... It's a... um, yeah, it's a really good interview. Yeah, really yeah. great episode. We get silly at the end, of course, with some games. With some games. Yes, yes, yes. So enjoy and fun. Let's jump in. Giddy on up. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> Sorry, boy. Like, thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for hopping on, chatting, helping us fall even more in love with you. He's like, and, and call. Yeah. He's like, and have a good night. See that was guys. quick. Okay. Um, oh so just for a little backstory, Blake, Chris, and myself, we all know each other through our fraternity. Mm-hmm. We've got an online Facebook group called the Bromos, and we've all kind of been connected through that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Chris has never met Blake. Unfortunately. Met, yeah. His cute little self is out in... Tennessee. Remind me what yep. part, Blake? Nashville. Nashville. Is it Nashville or Nashville? Nashville. Nashville. Okay. Nashville. 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 <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of like the foundation. That's how we know each other. Uh, we've. Well, we met. So I met. So Blake, we all like became Facebook friends, mm-hmm. but I didn't know Blake was a singer slash songwriter until like last year. Yeah. And then it, then we. Then we started the podcast, and so then we were like, he was like immediately on our list of people we wanted yeah. to interview because that's really cool. Yeah, because a gay country singer is rare. not something you find every day. <laughs> rare, <laughs> yes. Um, and just like a really cool story, really fun person. I mean, we only spent like a few hours together at that party in yeah. <laughs> in Nashville but I was like he's so fun he's so nice like I love this and you're always such a sweetie on uh 
not not in like a southern oh your bless your heart like but you, you, you exactly, nailed it yeah nailed bless it. your heart yeah oh. thanks <laughs> thanks i'm basically moving to is nashville it, is it like when you say bless your heart it means like oh it's so like bad for someone yeah it's like super shady yeah like, it can be super shady it can be mildly critical yeah. like it's like the Mormon equivalent would be like, oh, she's such a sweet spirit. Oh, yeah. oh, oh okay. Yeah. It's like, it's like, okay, yeah, it's yeah. pretty cutting. I understand. Cutting. Um, so, Blake, I mean, give us a quick intro Tell of who you are, yourself. the things that keep you up at night or the things that wake you up in the morning. Other rather. than Grinder, of course. Yeah. Just like other things, <laughs> Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> What was that noise? I know, like, uh, my little brain cell went off. I was like, wait, what? Is that my phone? <laughs> yeah. Um, I so I grew up in Chattanooga, Tennessee, which is about um two hours south of Nashville, on the border of Georgia and Tennessee. And um I was raised um to love music. Um I I for all the faults that my parents may have um, had when they were raising us, uh, their taste in music was not one of them. Um, Yeah. They had a great taste. Um, Like I got a lot of Southern rock um, from my dad, um, disco from my mom. That's so cute. I like knew the entire Saturday night fever soundtrack um, by heart when I was like 10 years old. So I love uh, that. Yeah. And um, like they raised me on Fleetwood Mac and the Eagles and um, then my grandparents raised me on Southern gospel music. Um, That's on my dad's side. And then on my mom's side, we listened to a lot of country music. So I remember country music from her side of the family. So like it's like this big like hodgepodge of um musical influences. Um, but I was raised, uh, in a little independent Baptist church, um, sang in the choir. Um, I'm just picturing you. Like, yeah. Yeah, a little choir boy. <laughs> I, I was love like that. a little like robe on Blake. Just <laughs> yeah, like... We, didn't, we didn't wear robes. That was way too formal. We weren't okay. all about. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's we what didn't. my mind went to. Like <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg for some reasons leading you. <laughs> Uh, I did Sister Act 2 Back in the Habit was a formative film for me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Introduced the world to the Lauren Hill. So like, Amen. I mean, um, so yeah, um, I gravitated toward music early, um, but it was, I was never, it was never in the foreground in my life. You know, some people yeah. are like, oh, I picked up a guitar when I was like, blah, blah, blah. And that just wasn't me. Um, I was more into, I liked singers, um, quartets, that sort of thing. Thanks. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where I was, um, as a little gaby. Um, no the south and <laughs> yeah so when did you first start writing music okay so that was <laughs> i took the long way uh around to the songwriting. scenic route yeah yeah the scenic route um i i loved telling and writing stories when i was younger um that was always something i enjoyed doing and i was a creative writing minor in college and I'd always 
wanted to write songs. I just didn't really know how to how to do it. Um, and so when I when I took my first creative writing class, one of the first things we did was um, something called flash fiction. And it's essentially you write a short story and it can't be any longer than a page and a half. Like you have to like every period, every like word has to count. And so like that was sort of how I, I eventually made it to songwriting. So like when you write a song, you can't just like, it can't just be like full of fluff and stuff. You have right. to be really specific. And so that, that sort of writing style um, helped kind of push me over into the songwriting world. And I've actually only been doing it for, a, it'll be three years next year. So. Three years. And then your album came out, uh, your first album. Tell us about your first album. I can't, I don't know all the details. So I want to get them right. Yeah. So I put, so my main reason for putting putting the music out was because I enjoy the writing part. I, I don't know. I don't, I'm still not comfortable with the being a star, being a superstar, being like, yeah, yeah. superstar. <laughs> when he's humble. Yeah. Even like a, even like a performer, like doing it nonstop. Like there are people in this town who all they do for, living is write songs like they don't they don't really care about the the stage of the spotlight and um i miss good quality country songs in nashville and so um i put it out in hopes that a people would hear it and b the right people would hear it and be like hey let's write a song together and so like i have a like a running list of people that i want to write with and i'm just like i need these people to hear it um have they probably not will they who knows yes but yes yes, they will (laughs) put it out there i'm putting it out into the universe i actually have it written on a whiteboard in front of me (gasps) oh my gosh Uh, yeah um yeah just trying to motivated to the list keeps growing (laughs) So, um, yeah. And so I put the, I put the EP out and it was, it, it kind of shot in the other direction. Like I was suddenly getting messages from people, um, like people I hadn't heard from in a long time were like crawling out of the woodwork. Like, I'm so proud of you. This is amazing. Like this seems like direction and i'm like i i don't what um yeah <laughs> and like i woke up like the day it came out i woke up and it was like number 80 something on like the itunes chart and i was like okay oh my gosh that's incredible like, that's pretty cool and then by l- a little after lunchtime it w- it peaked at number 25 oh. and i thought i was going to throw up all day long like I was like in company with like people I admire and that I would have just have been huge influences. And I was like, if nothing else happens for like the rest of my life, I can at least say like I was like right near Miranda Lambert for like yes 
five minutes. And, <laughs> um, and it was just so, so cool. And the response, like I, I was going back through things um, when we were kind of talking about this and like I had posted uh, the day, the day of like the top countries um, or not the day of, but like the most stream, like countries that have been streaming it, like there had been like 616 plays in the U S and then the next one was Slovakia. Yes. With Slovakia with 20 plays. And I was like, I posted something on Instagram. I was like, shout out to Slovakia for like, <laughs> like playing it. And then this guy messages me and he's like, those 20 plays are probably me. <laughs> and it's like, yes listening to everything on repeat and i was like oh my god like that's just the coolest thing it's like what like yeah. that just doesn't even make any sense so it was just really really cool so um yeah it's a weird process well and so for the we haven't said the name of it but it's bottle rockets booze and boys uh, yes. so everyone go look it up. It's really great. Before we started recording, I was, was playing it to get a little inspired slash fall. I keep saying it, but fall more in love. And, uh, one thing Blake didn't mention, which is a huge thing on my list. If we're talking about like who you want to marry me or Chris, uh, <laughs> you're also vegan. So yeah. hey. <laughs> I was like, wait, well, I was, Chris oh, was like, where's this guy yeah, going? Right. I love it. I was like, where's this guy going? Yeah. <laughs> she, she's long-winded, but she has a point. <laughs> um, no, that's a, that's a really inspiring feeling, I'm sure, for you. And also just like the way it led up to that point. You know, I jokingly said the scenic route, but along that, you know, that journey, you're creating or rather collecting different experiences. You're collecting different understandings of knowledge of who you are and, and the way that you want to navigate and tell your story. Um, so let's kind of jump into that and, and talk a little bit more about who you are. And yeah, I think Chris wanted to start a little bit yeah, in the country it. world. Yeah, because, and I think the, the, the biggest thing for me is that like, I haven't seen a lot of uh, queer representation uh, in country music. I mean, just like in the songs that I know, I don't know many, I will admit, yeah. but in like, just like in the overall experiences, like you don't, you don't hear about our country singers sing about, uh, like yeah, queer, queer yeah, experience. Gay, yeah, gay, gay experience or anything like that. I mean, it's quite, it's quite the opposite, like in my head and I don't like to generalize it, but country music to me is like drinking summer nights in America. And I'm like, okay, like that's all I can really think about. So when I when I listen to your album, it when and hearing about a guy singing about another about men and, and just hearing about and seeing knowing that the artist is is gay like myself, I mean that's a huge thing. Uh so and, and so like what in your experiences, what has it what has the experience been like being gay around uh that genre, country music? Um, and why did you choose country music to express yourself artistically? Let's unpack, shall yeah. we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> She's also long-winded. Sorry. Um, no, well, I think um, going back to how I was raised, um, I, I think I, but 
as I said, I love story and I love how stories are put together. And to me, country music was the it's the storytelling or it was the genre of telling a story. Um, and I think back to all these old songs that I love and a lot of them were sung by women and I can point back to all of those female country singers who were singing about men. And like, I'm, I think back now and I'm like, that's probably why I'm I gravitated. Yeah. <laughs> like one female voices are more diverse. Like, like they can just do more with their voices. But I mean, that's just fact facts or facts, America. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> the fa- like, Ultimately, like they're singing, a, they're singing about men. And um, so I gravitated toward those songs. And um, I think for me, and there's this idea of like be who you needed when you were younger, that yeah. that mantra that you see a lot nowadays. Um, and that I kind of couple that along with uh, I think it was Toni Morrison who's like if the book isn't out there that you know you need to read then you need to be the one to write it so like if the song's not out there that you need to hear you need to be the one to write it um, so I um, country country music has has never probably been the most open when it comes to people who aren't straight white gender people. Um, I mean, you, you, you can pick out a handful of people um, throughout the years. I mean, you have like rumors around town of who may or may not be gay. Um, as far as the men go, but you still don't have a mainstream male voice. A um, couple years ago, um, you had Billy Gilman who came out oh, um, right. much at much later. Like he wasn't super active. Like he he wasn't charting um, when he came out, but. Um, you also had Ty Hernan who came out at the exact same time. Um, I forget who, I think Ty came out and then Billy came out like right behind him, like the very next day. Um, but again, Ty hadn't been like, Ty wasn't super active. Um, wasn't charting as he had in the past. So you still don't have like that. You still don't have like that representation. So, um, I, I don't like it's it goes back to what I was saying, like it's really weird not wanting to be that person like in a spotlight or doing those types of things like I, I don't know if I'd be comfortable being a Kenny Chesney on an <laughs> arena in an arena tour. Um, that's just my personality. But at the same time, it's really like part of me, part of me does, but part of me doesn't because like some little gay boy out there really needs that who loves country music and (laughs) doesn't see a spot for him. (laughs) (laughs) And so like, yeah, I, I'm kind of, I think next year will be the year where I'm just like, I'm not going to tell myself what I'm not 
at what I am and am not going to do. I'm just going to let things happen and see what happens. So, yeah. Another, thank you for sharing that. First of all, sorry, yeah, before I move on, that's, that's really cool. Um, I love it. And that's, I mean, similarly, like Chris and I, like Salt Lake is pretty conservative surprise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then here I am, I'm like, Hey, it's, yeah. well, it is, it's really true. Like people, I mean, the podcast, it, it, is in the same way of like we're, we were thinking, you know, there's not a lot of podcasts that kind of talk about these kind of these, these yeah. things, especially with the queer community. I mean, it just isn't really, especially in Utah. Yeah. And so that, that idea of like, it's like, we enjoy it and we have so much fun, but then we're thinking like, and we joke about like world tours and like making it big, but then we're like, do we want that? Yeah. Like we're really, we're, we're loving just like the, like Casualness. the makeshift studio and yeah. like, this you know we love that so it's i get we get that feeling of yeah. uh, like obligation because you want to be that representation because there isn't but also the idea that you want to keep being the person you are and, and yeah. that's the authenticity comes from and yeah that sort of thing yeah so definitely can relate to mm-hmm. those feelings um i kind of want to shift gears a little bit and it's kind of I mentioned it earlier about the path of gaining experiences as you go and and discovering new aspects about yourself. And, you know, from our conversations and, you know, we talked about having this conversation on the podcast, just so people don't think I'm putting them on the spot. Uh, But just talking a little bit about uh, two big things in your life, or at least things that I've noticed, is your sobriety as well as your religion or spirituality. Typically at least my experience, um, is a lot of folks don't associate those two things being connected or existing at all in the queer community. And so as you kind of realized, or, you know, we're at those points in your life, um, I'm sure those helped influence your EP and, and the music you're writing for yourself and for others in the future. Um, but do you mind sharing kind of briefly about your experiences with kind of those two things and if they're related to each other, um, but yeah, sobriety as well as religion or spirituality, however you want to define it. Right. Um, so it's, it, it's all connected. Um, like there's, I can't separate any of, um, those experiences, um, because it was ultimately the pressure to be someone I wasn't that sent me down a spiral and a path towards substance abuse So hearing that I was an abomination and that I was going to hell and that, um, you know, maybe AIDS was the, uh, you know, a curse and that, you know, um, the dread, the gay lifestyle, um, was, um, what caused it, um, all of that, hearing all of that and a theology of fear sent me down a path that luckily I have for the most part pulled myself out of. Um, and I, I, I drank 
a lot <laughs> um, yeah. to um, sort of mask a lot of pain, um, a lot of pressure to be someone that I wasn't. I tried dating. I tried being straight. I tried dating girls. I tried doing all of those things that so many people do. Um, and it just wasn't working. And for me, alcohol was the, the, the weapon of choice, I guess you could call it. Um, and I drank heavily for several years, mostly through college, um, and just had some really, really bad episodes, um, that I'm lucky I made it out alive, just honestly speaking. Um, but it was ultimately my queerness, my identity as a gay man and my love for another man that helped me get sober. Um, I was dating someone at the time and I had a really, really bad night. Uh, and I came like this close to losing him. I do, I woke up the next day and I thought if he's not already out of this bed, then he's going to be out of my life by the time, you know, like by the time this day is over and he wasn't, he stayed there. Um, but I, a couple of days later, I took my last drink and I, I said, I, if I'm going to be with this person, he deserves the best version of me possible. And I can't give him that if I'm this way. And granted, I had, I had already come out, but I was still dealing with residual yeah. traumas um, that I was working to heal. And so um, we eventually broke up. Um, but I, so I was faced with a choice like, okay, you've been sober for three, four months now. What happens next? And so it was then that I, I thought, okay, well, I actually deserve the best version of myself and I have to, I have to love myself enough to do that. And so I've continued on. Um, he and I are still great friends and, um, like he never, he consistently messages me every, every sobriety anniversary. And it's like, I'm so proud of you. I love you. Um, and so like, it'll be six, six years in April. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but I still have to do like all the, like the little things like we're like when work's just like super stressful, I have to make sure that I'm not like wanting to go to like the liquor store or something. Yeah. It's like no matter how far down the the road I am, I still know that there's, there's a turn off right yeah. to the liquor store down the street. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, and that's obviously that kind of, that's obviously ripe for the, the musical picking like um, country music is about drinking too much and losing <laughs> yeah. someone. And uh, <laughs> like I, I wrote, and I don't know if I'll ever record it, but I wrote a song for him about this very situation and it's, it's in the vaults somewhere. Um, I may pull it out one day, but um, I eventually, it eventually led me down. Like 
knowing that I was, I loved myself enough and that thinking, okay, maybe, maybe my understanding of God and who God is, maybe that God loves me enough. And so I went down that road of deconstructing old theologies, um, fear-based theologies for more life-giving and um, life-giving and like freeing theologies. Um, And I left the church that I was raised in. I spent 25 years in that church. Um, I left my family behind. um, And I, I, I was like, I, after there was a sermon that was preached and I was like, you know what? I just am not doing this anymore. Um, so I either take a stand or I don't. And so I left and, um, that eventually sent me to a more progressive Methodist church. And that eventually sent me to, um, Vanderbilt divinity school in Nashville, um, where I started, uh, degree in theological studies and ultimately landed me in a songwriter's room. Um, yeah. It's like I, I came to Nashville for, I came to Nashville to study theology and to study, to, to, to continue to help other people do the things that I was doing. Um, to again, be that person that you needed. Um, Cause as we're all aware, the, the suicide rate among LGBT youth is higher because yeah. they're told by their parents and their churches that they're not loved. Um, and so I went in that direction, but I also subconsciously like y- years before I moved up to Nashville, I'd, cr- I'd done a vision board manifestation yes um (laughs) i uh, i put and like i was like i'm gonna try this like i don't even really know what's gonna like what so i did like a a vision board of all of this like songwriting stuff and like nashville and this that or the other and like after i was through with it or after i finished it i was like this is shit. And then I threw it. <laughs> up um, and then, like now I'm in Nashville and I'm writing songs and. Oh, oh, I love that. So it's, it's crazy and it's all connected and everything, everything fits, everything goes, everything belongs. Well, I also think that's why, again, to Chris's point, I am, I'm not a country person. I'm sorry. <laughs> Despite my best efforts, I'm just not, but your music, like, when you look at the lyrics and like what the messaging behind it is, it's so powerful. And I, I hope you can see like the connection directly between those experiences, sometimes painful, sometimes traumatic, but also can provide such a, a big moment for people who need to hear it. Like you were talking about earlier. So I don't know. I, I just, oh, like, I'm like inspired. I yeah. love you. I'm so, it's so, it's incredible. I mean, like I had no idea about any of this so it's like it's really it truly is like i mean i knew about your uh sobriety and and your spirituality because in your social media but to hear like the the background of it and the context behind your music and how that all comes together i mean like it's really inspiring i mean like it really is 
it's a it's a heavy uh, a brick to hold on to because of that fact of what you're talking about about the suicide rate in, among LGBTQ youths and I mean just that like idea of being uh, the representation that you needed when you were younger. It's just I don't know. Yeah, it's like a little emotional, but it's like really it's incredible. So yeah, that's why. Thank you. Seriously. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love it. Um, so we did this a little bit backwards. No, we told you. <laughs> we were like, we're going to start with the easy, fun question. <laughs> but I don't know. I, it's just, you know, chatting with you and hearing your story, I just like crave so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, yeah. Guess what? Now we're going to go into the into the easy question. <laughs> okay, so we do an interview. We like to play our favorite game between the cheeks. Yes. Which is okay. just rapid fire. <laughs> yeah, rapid fire questions <laughs> between the cheeks. Can I call it betwixt the cheeks right betwixt. now? Oh, a little betwixt. southern charm. <laughs> well, I don't know. It just betwixt. Betwixt <laughs> the cheeks. Oh my yes. Gosh. That's our southern. We'll add this little, uh, like I don't know. Bless your bottom type situation. <laughs> bless your bottom. Instead of plus your heart, I can't. We'll give it some southern charm. I so like we've got a handful of questions. We'll go back and forth. And just the first thing that comes to your mind. Again, if, if it's uncomfortable, feel free to say next. Yeah. Uh, we, we encourage you to answer yeah. those. Okay. And just keep in mind, we realize He's how like, pervy we are. Am right. I? I'm red right now. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Me too. But my shirt, because it's hot. I'm, yeah, I'm excited. Join okay. You go first. So I'll start. Hottest country music star at the moment. Hottest? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, see, here, um, I don't... Just name one. Someone just right the there. The problem is, is I don't really... It's bad because I don't really keep up with, like, the <gasps> mainstream. I, I don't keep up with the mainstream. I don't. Just, I love- say, your, just say your name. Just say yourself. No, not me. Yeah, it's Queen. <laughs> no. Um, I'll come back to it. Pass. Okay. okay, cowboy boots on or off? Uh, what's the situation? <laughs> you, it, you, you, just you decide. It yeah, it's rapid fire. On. Absolutely. Who is your first celebrity crush? Oh, um, JC David Frank from the Power Rangers, the Green Ranger. <gasps> yes. Nice. Okay, thoughts on assless chaps? <laughs> Um, <laughs> you're so perfect. I love you. know, uh, like I fan or not, I am a fan of a guy in a jock strap, but just Dumb. something about the chaps is a little too much. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Boxers, briefs, or jock strap? Uh, uh, briefs or jock strap, either one. Cute. Okay, favorite country song currently or favorite song? Um, oh, favorite country song currently. Oh my god, I wasn't ready. I feel like I should have known these were coming. <laughs> Dang, <laughs> some country star. I know. No, 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 no. Just it's, say um, Bottle star. Rockets, Booze, and Boys. <laughs> okay, so um, just keep plugging yourself. <laughs> I won't. I will. I shan't be doing There's that. Chad, <laughs> I shan't be doing that. The twist. Um, can I look at my? So I have a running album of the year. Um. Uh, note in my notepad. Let me look at what came out this year. Okay. And, okay. Okay. So um, 
it may not be like favorite country song, but I will just say some of my favorites. Um, Anderson East at the beginning of the year, um, Caitlin Smith, um, Brandy Carlisle. Let me tell you something. She earned every square inch of that album of the year nomination. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, oh, you want a good one? It's not yes. my favorite, but um, there's a song called Hands On You by Ashley Monroe. Okay. Oh, sounds right uh, up my alley. I know. <laughs> you need to listen to it. Um, but and how could I not mention Casey Musgraves' "Golden Hour"? Yeah, like absolutely. one of the best of the Casey. year. Slow burn. Slow burn is probably one of my favorites of the year. Uh, tied up or blindfolded? <laughs> um, blindfolded. Nice. Tennis players or baseball players? Baseball. Oh, oh God. listen. <laughs> Listen. So it's okay. We have to move on. It's we have okay. to move no, no, no. on. Jake, just skip that. Yeah, we, yeah, we're going to have to edit that out. <laughs> uh, Sean, Cody, or Cocky Boys? Um, uh, oh, God. I mean, I didn't know I needed a preference. Uh, bitch, uh, you know you're poor. Come and, on, yeah. I do. Um, uh, it's yeah. free. <laughs> we'll go with Cocky Boys. Nice. Yes. Uh, okay, what does your CMA outfit look like when you're reading a boy like i will have a hat i will have some fringe she'll have the bolo tie um yes. it's gonna be uh yeah already awesome. yeah chris is your date <laughs> your plus one okay uh my last one is uh jake Hall or heath ledger oh <laughs> In Brokeback, yeah. Who would you want to be <laughs> caught up in a tent with? Um, I think I related more, though, to Heath Ledger, his character. Okay. Okay. Um, and having to, like, stifle all his emotions. Yep. Um, Heath was robbed that year. That movie was robbed that year. I'm pissed. You got me so mad all over again. Oh, okay. I'll move on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. It's just, I love that. Okay, sorry. Your last Emotional one. wound. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the next and last one. Do you ride bareback? <laughs> on a horse. Oh. <laughs> you can't spell bareback without Reba. Oh. <laughs> an I'm dead. I took off my hat. Here's your one Fancy. Don't let me down. Oh, yes. my God. That is such a good one. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Okay. That was excellent. Well, Blake... Like, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for doing this. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. You're incredible. And I'm excited to see what, what happens next with your music and songwriting. The second year I will watch the CMAs next to when Beyonce performed at the Dixie Chicks uh, will classic. be when you are nominated. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited because there are some fun things around the corner that I can't yes, say. Yes, 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 yes. I can't say on air okay, okay well, well text me. For yeah. your music video we're right here i have boots <laughs> okay I and i have assless chaps so <laughs> he doesn't like them remember oh, i have too much. i have a jock strap yeah and i'll have a cowboy hat I will, about this. i'll do reba mcintyre drag cool all right blake thank you so much have blake, a great week and yeah we Let's can't talk say soon. we can't wait to see what happens yeah i'm a huge fan thanks i'm a huge fan of y'all's mm. like best of utah oh wait that old thing wait <laughs> that old thing bless your heart <laughs>
Wow, you really know how to stroke our egos. True. That pause was intentional. Mm -hmm. Blake, you're the best. We'll talk to you soon, okay? We'll keep in touch. Wow. All right. Bye. Love Bye. you, friend. Bye. Wasn't that an incredible interview? I love him. He's I like. It's I. I was emotional listening yeah. to part of it just because he his is, story. So, yeah, his story is truly incredible, and he Next is just level. an incredible human being. So yeah. So hopefully, you know, you all have downloaded his song at this point because yes. it is so good. He's on Apple Music and Spotify. Yeah, just look it up. If you can't find it, DM us. DM him. Uh, we're gonna link uh, in our Instagram probably yeah. on our website. Um, but yeah, so check it out. Uh, and also, just share the love. Yeah, seriously. It needs to be heard. It's a really good song. Yeah. Um, but in all seriousness, we... No, I don't get it. Get it. Really great song. And he's a really great person. Yeah. So it, it's, I, we kept joking about him winning CMA Awards, but he really should. But he really, really should. And if you guys... If you guys have similar and want to talk to someone uh he's a great person to yeah. talk about all the things we talked about i mean he has a lot more to say and a lot more thoughts and unfortunately he couldn't get them all in the time we have but yeah i'm sure if you send him a dm i'm sure he would you know we're just like letting him feel yeah. all these <laughs> yeah. questions yeah <laughs> he'll do all the emotional labor yes exactly <laughs> he has got you yeah. but he is he's really wonderful so cool before we leave yes oh my gosh before we leave you know it's tradition at this point we have to plug something yes so do you want me to go first do you want to go first you go first me go first okay so right before this interview right before we recorded tonight i went to my very first uh viva la diva drag show it was their holiday special so fun uh the uh headliner slash host uh jason cosmo Mm mm-hmm it was in Salt Lake City uh, at Club X. It was incredible. Yeah. I cannot express enough. I haven't gone to many drag shows. Yeah. Uh, and I am taken aback with how many talented performers are in Utah. Incredible. It was like, I just, it was, it was so amazing. Thank you, Jake, uh, for taking me. And honestly, like I'm going to, I'm planning to go to their, uh, New Year's Eve per, uh, performance. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but if you if anyone in Utah or anywhere wants yeah, to attend, fly in. Fly in uh, from I'm going to buy my tickets London. and it's the Viva La Diva show.com. So yes. feel free to come with me. Cause I'll need some people to go with, but honestly it was so awesome. And if you have local drag performances yeah. in the areas you're in, go please attend tip your drag queens yes 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 and like applaud like it is such those a those breastplates are expensive so yeah. tip them <laughs> tip them okay <laughs> they're like hundreds of dollars okay tip them you can spare a dollar karen <laughs> yes <laughs> so so please go anyway it was really awesome uh jason cosmo if you ever listen to this podcast uh Brava. Brava, seriously. Yes. What about you, Trent? Um, I would like to plug local pride centers, local LGBTQ plus centers or nonprofits. Um, I recently committed myself to getting more involved with the local grassroots 
or at least like local, like locally founded yeah. uh, nonprofits in the queer space. And I started volunteering at Utah Pride Center, which has been so fun. And it's just incredible to see the the you know the different people who are coming in spanning ages like two all the way up um you know to retired folks and uh, just seeing like the sense of community is really inspiring um it's also like you know donating money's great donating time's awesome and there's just so many opportunities so um if if you're in utah go to utahpridecenter.org um or if you're in whatever community you live in, check to see if there are some, maybe not um, in your community, maybe at a college campus, maybe a little bit ways away, go like once a month or something like that. But <clears throat> just plugging a challenge, I guess, of like finding an opportunity to connect. And it totally relates to what Blake was saying about, you know, be the person that you need yes. or that you oh, wish you had. I was going to so. say, yeah, I was like that. Uh, donate one of the biggest things that the, that I always fall back on from the HRC gala was donating. If you can't donate your money, then donate your time. Yeah, and uh, quality time with in those centers is truly awesome. Yeah. It's with the season. the Pride Center, yeah. it's the season to, to get be. involved and to get real gay these holidays. Yeah. Okay, babies, our little queerios. Love See you, you all so much. Bye. Bye. <laughs> ASMR's back. <laughs>